imagine you wake up, you hear something outside, maybe something scrabbling around on your roof above your bed. You take a step outside, and there, in all of its horrific glory, you, you come across an emaciated creature, pale, skinny, white-skinned, hairless, terrifying to behold. And, and in some cases, it's just as afraid of you as you are of it, but in some cases, not so much. Uh, if that story sounds familiar, you've probably heard of the rake. This, this creature is out there on the internet and on YouTube. You may have seen him before, but we're going to dig into that story tonight. From a child born into this world, we are taught what to believe. Close-minded, we become fearful to be deceived. Still, we desire to know what lies beyond that locked door. The art of the storyteller conjuring tales of legend and lore. History hidden, lost knowledge, things forgotten, and the unknown. These are the things that direct us and will set the tone. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. So, Eric, I know that you had not had any familiarity with the rake when I proposed this topic. I had seen some of the images, but I guess I didn't recognize that that's what the rake was. I was still thinking the rake was kind of a barnyard tool that you'd keep <laughs> in your tool shed. It is kind of a simplistic name for, for this creature. So some claim that there are references of the rake dating all the way back to the 1600s. And we'll, we'll get to those stories. But first, I want to give you an idea of what you're looking at, what, what we're talking about when we talk about the rake. Creepy. It's a, a naturally tall and skinny creature, hairless and pale skinned, uh, usually moves in sort of a strange and disjointed manner. And when I say that, I mean like the herky-jerky strange movement. I mean, very, very horror movie. Yes. In, in, Almost in like movement. broken bones dislocated yeah. as it's moving. Usually it's hunched over, has long arms that end in clawed hands. And the hands are usually described as very wide, at least six inches. So that's, you know. And I think that's kind of where it gets its name, like yeah. the rake, literally. Uh, typically, all of the teeth are dirty, rotten, and broken. Uh, the eyes are are just pure black, which I think we've talked about this in other podcasts, but there's sort of a primal fear in human beings of a creature whose eyes are all black. It sort of triggers terror when you see it. Like no soul. And, and you know, of course, it's very stereotypical of the little gray alien to have the, the all black eyes. When I first started researching, I was picturing uh, Gollum out of Lord of yeah. the Rings, you know, but a, a larger version and more horrific. The, the legends claim that those who look the rake in the eyes become its target and that encountering the rake may also cause recurring nightmares of the creature. It's, it's just haunting, honestly. And when you see it, uh, I believe my first exposure to it, and, and I'll go ahead and just, just give this, this little anecdote and then we can go back and, and delve into the history of the rake. I found a, a YouTube video and the way it was described was, uh, uh, but something like a Mexican man finds fallen angel or something like that. I think I saw that. Yes. I was like, oh man, that's, that's that, interesting. That pulls you in. And this guy's wandering through a field, you know, and he's got his camera and they're swinging their flashlights around and they find some blood in the field and they, they follow this trail and then he shines his light up in a can, in a tree and there's this creature, you know, you can see this hunched over shape and it turns its face very human like and just these two pinpoints of light where its eyes should be. And I mean, he, he freaks out. Honestly, I mean, I kind of got chills just describing it. And I remember my first reaction to that. 
Now, of course, when I went to show my friends, I found a different version of the video which sort of undermined the, the chill that I got the first time I saw it because as the creature turns to look at the camera, a speech bubble appeared beside its head that it's like, oh, hey, I'm a scary mofo, right? <laughs> so that kind of derailed the, the, the chill of it, but the video was the same, you know? Well, and this is, in my thoughts, this is the true definition of, of what's dubbed, you know, creepy pasta. I mean, the video sensations. It, uh, it's very Blair Witch-ish. Yeah, it, it's got a strange sense. origin. So let's, let's, let's travel back a bit. The first account documented of the rake was in a mariner's log from 1691 uh this is the first time the rake's ever referred to by name although i don't think he was using it to call the rake the rake it wasn't the creature's name at that point in time right right. the rake used to have a different connotation which was kind of a roguish type character so i think it was meant more to describe like oh this this fiend you know well and i'd heard it even referenced to uh the rake as a wraith like, yeah. you know, again, when you make eye contact, the wraith is coming for your soul. So maybe getting some of its origins from those old mythology tales. So, uh, in the Mariner's log, and here's a quote. He came to me in my sleep from the foot of my bed. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. Uh, now they had landed in the new world only weeks before that, and they did leave never to return. So... Again, maybe the, the rake was a new world creature. And for those of you who aren't familiar with those terms, of course, new world is the Americas, North America, South America, whereas old world is seen as, you know, Europe and, and Africa. Uh, you know, because again, you know, as, as those people sailed the world, it's a very Eurocentric kind of thing. But the, we were new. You know, the Americans were, America was new at that point. That, that landmass, North America, South America. Well, so many people didn't even know we were here. They thought if they sailed off that way, they'd just literally yeah. drop off the face of the <laughs> earth, you know? So as if that wasn't scary enough. And it's like, yes, sir, let me on the ship. So the, the next account was written in the 1800s. And this is kind of the first true description of the rake that we see today uh, was found in a Spanish journal. And here's the quote. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the, the greatest, greatest terror. terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and they pierced me, his wet hand. I will not sleep, his voice. And then after that, the, the text becomes unreadable. So again, you have the rake getting into the these people's heads, kind of driving them to, I don't want to say madness, but definitely some I kind of I could almost envision that fear. as like a fever seizure. This poor guy, you know, maybe had the plague or, or whatever. And I mean, let's face it, if, if any of us has ever been deathly ill, I know when I had the whole COVID thing, <laughs> I, I had some feverish, nightmarish dreams that were pretty crazy. Now, see, I I am a person who is routinely plagued by nightmares. So whether that says something about my psyche <laughs> or not. So for me, a nightmare is not an uncommon experience. And I know for some people, they absolutely are. Like most people don't have, you know, nightmares on a regular basis. I would say that I do. I have recurring nightmares sometimes. I know I used to as a child a lot, but as I've, as I've gotten older, I still have them, but not maybe two a year or yeah, something. Yeah, I've never, rare. I've never had the experience of the fever dream because sometimes I just have, you know, horrifying you dreams. Just chalk regardless. it up to it's just another night. Um, haunted house dreams, monster dreams. And I mean, just or even this, you know, the normal everyday terrors of your family being in danger, your home being invaded. It, you know, with any good horror story, or, or much less if it was made into a movie. I think it would be different for everyone. You know, if you make eye contact with the rake, as you were saying, yeah. and it's coming for your soul, 
it's whatever scares you. What is your deepest, darkest fears and secrets? You know, maybe that's what would plague your nightmares until it would just drive you insane. And then the rake would win and take your soul. Yeah. And, and again, and again, that's very cinematic. Oh, you know? yeah. So in 1964, there was a, a suicide note found that it allegedly documents the author claiming to have committed suicide because he's driven by, you know, this fear from enca- repeated encounters with the rake. And he just, he knows that the creature is going to torment him if he doesn't take drastic measures. And so he, this, this person ends their own life to escape the rake. Uh, again, you know, this is. You just can't escape it. It, it may not horrible. take you the instant that you see it, but if you see it, it's, it's a sign of death. Now, sightings in, in what we would call modern times allegedly began in 2003 in the northeastern United States. Uh, specifically, upstate New York seemed to have more documented encounters. Uh, but there were sightings in other places, including at least one documented sighting in Idaho. Now, in 2006, an internet group begins collecting accounts of the rake. These encounters seem to follow certain similar patterns, uh, but the, the, they seem to have uh, the creature creeping into bedrooms, um, outside windows, uh, videos that show the creature climbing on the roofs of houses. And I've seen multiple yes. YouTube videos. Like of, peeking over the peak of the roof yeah, at somebody. Like or, they crawled up on a ladder. That was yeah. creepy as all get out. One of them, yeah. The guy goes out on his porch and it kind of peeks down from the, you know, the, over the, the gutter. Now I've got a I've got a few anecdotes that I just picked out that to kind of give you an idea of what what the rake is all about. So one observer was hidden under his blanket and he stayed still as possible. He knew there was a presence in his bedroom. Uh, he could see the outline of the creature through the fabric. Uh, described it as what he called a like like a hairless dog, only larger, with a warped body and long disjointed arms. So there's that disjointed phrase again. Uh, it walked across the floor and crawled out of sight. And then, so his mother came down and asked him, you know, what was going on? And then he needed to come look at something in the hallway. And when he did, he saw that the wall was covered in scratches made by hands at least six inches wide. So there is a, you know, the, it's a terrifying creature, not, not necessarily there to hurt you, but definitely there to torment you. Well, in the research I did, it, the rake is definitely, if nothing else, violent. Uh, I mean, obviously it has these huge claws. It wants to lacerate you and tear you up. But as we were talking about, it moves silently, stealthily, like the perfect assassin. As you stated, it seems to be able to maybe dislocate its limbs, fit through areas that it shouldn't be able to. Yeah. I saw one video where it showed uh, the the uh, opposed or supposed rake coming through like a cat door and literally like <laughs> it dislocated its arm and its shoulder and then its head kind of comes through. And this uh, kid is downstairs, I assume, like got up in the middle of the night to go get a midnight snack. You know, it's like right out of a, a horror movie. And he sees this, you know, th- this dog and this cat kind of whimpering and whining and, and crying. And here this thing is crawling through the cat door. It comes up through drains, I heard, possibly. Yeah, it, it seems to be able to get places where you shouldn't be getting, you know, on roofs. And um, I've seen... Like videos. a spider climbing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've seen videos of it in like, you know, the little culverts that go under the road oh, yeah. and things oh yeah like this this guy gets everywhere uh so another anecdote uh, someone woke up late at night feeling watched they rolled over and saw something standing by their bedside it was tall but looked as if it had a broken back if slouched over uh they described the creature as extremely pale with the bones sticking out at odd angles under the skin 
I had long clawed hands and the completely black eyes. Another anecdote, woman wakes up thinking that her husband had gone to the bathroom. She pulls the sheets around herself and notices there's something at the end of the bed watching her. It's, it's sort of sitting there hunched over facing away from the bed. And the body's in a disturbing and unnatural position. Like she can immediately tell there's something wrong. This is not natural. Mm -hmm. uh, the creature then sprints out into the hallway and up towards the children's bedrooms. So she gets up and she sees the creature in the hallway covered in blood uh, where it then runs down the stairs past her. So she calls for her husband. The husband goes checks on the daughter. The daughter is seriously cut. Has scratches and cuts on her. She's bleeding. Uh, so again, it, it's, so it's, it's a violent creature. I've, I've heard and read that it is extremely hard to try to capture if anyone dared to you know, be brave enough to try because it can't even have the power of teleportation. So literally like if you throw a net over it or something, if it couldn't claw its way out, it might just vanish and then reappear. Now this all, I mean, this is right. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's straight out of a movie. It's, this is a horror novel. Yes. This is, this is a, this is a creature. There could be so many movies made this, off of this. This thing couldn't exist. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. The rake, according to the internet, is 100% fake. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. This is the creation of a Create a New Monster project that featured on 4chan in 2005. Uh, they, called, uh, they called it Operation Crawler, which, which has you know, gone on to become the Crawler Humanoid. Uh, creature it had the following description, and I'm going to quote. This is what they came up with on 4chan. Here's what we've got so far. Humanoid, about six feet tall when standing but usually crouches and walks on all fours. It has very pale skin. The face is blank, as in no nose, no mouth. However, it has three solid green eyes, which, you know, that doesn't match the description we different. have. Yeah. One in the middle of its forehead and the other two on either side of its head towards the back. Again, that doesn't quite match what we were talking about. Usually seen in front yards and suburban areas. Usually just watches the observer, but will stand up and attack if approached. When it attacks, a mouth opens up as if a hinged skull that opens at the chin reveals many tiny but dull broken teeth. I mean, that's pretty much what we're describing when we talk about the rake. Now, they'll admit on, on 4chan that the experiment, in their words, got out of the lab. It began to spread across the internet like wildfire and began to become associated with other creepy pasta. Uh, supposedly, you know, the, the Slender Man gave the rake his powers, you yep. know, things like that. And the Slender Man... Again, we could talk all about him in a totally different episode. He dresses better, though. By December of 2010, there was a Tumblr account created just to document, quote-unquote, rake sightings. Now, if the rake is a creation of 4chan, the rake does not exist, why are there still sightings reported every year around the world? Yeah, not just the United States. I mean, it, it definitely seemed to get a foothold like in the New York eastern yeah. states, but it, it's branched out a little bit. Now, could these be continuations of the original project? people continuing the stories or, or maybe something more. Maybe by believing in it, they gave it life. I like where you're going with that, Eric, because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite concepts here. I learned about it in an episode of the X-Files a long time ago, but it is based on, on real mysticism. That is the concept of the tulpa. I don't know if you've heard of tulpa before. I think we've talked about it before. Yep. yep. Well, the tulpa is, is a concept that refers to a type of imagined being that is willed into existence. It could be willfully brought into existence. It could be accidentally brought into existence. And so the, th the question becomes, did enough people read about the rake and believe the stories that it could potentially have been willed into existence? Did they open that gate? Now, again, with the tulpa, this is a, 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 a it, like I said, it's, it's a precept of mysticism that, that 
hinges on the belief that you could create a thing through enough belief. And I mean, let's face it, that is, I'm going to use the word scientific because we've had people like in the medicine field that they have overcome odds that should have killed them with diseases and they believed themselves yeah, well. The, and it could work just the opposite. You believe you're sick and I mean, it could go either way. The power of the human mind is quite impressive. And, you know, the story, of course, that we don't use our full potential, that there's so much there untapped. And you'll hear about the collective consciousness uh, of humanity where we're all sort of existing in, uh, I don't want to say hive mind state, that's not exactly, the, but we all have a shared consciousness. Yeah, similar. So, you know, when we tell stories, we used to tell stories, schoolyard, well, let's just our lifetime, you and I, you know, maybe you read a book about Bigfoot. And mm -hmm. you went out and you went to school and you were associated with your friends and, and maybe two or three of you would get it, together and you'd be like, oh energy. man, you know, I, I read this story. And, and so say you talk to three people and two of those people don't copy that story. They don't tell anybody else, but one of them does. That story continues to grow, but eventually that story is going to stop. Someone is going to tell someone who doesn't tell anybody else. And that story stops. The internet changed all that. We've talked about this. You can put something on the internet and it is out there forever. Ever. You can't get rid of it. You can delete it, but it's still yeah. there. You know, politicians try on a daily basis to scrub things they don't want the world to know, but it's still there. So whereas, you know, I might tell a story to three people once upon a time and it dies with those three people. Now, if I put it on the internet, maybe five people see it and they point to somebody else. Maybe five years down the road, somebody else looks up that topic and comes across what I put there. Who's to say right now? Us talking, putting the thoughts of the rake out on the internet, and our, I, I think, hundreds of listeners at this point, you know, we're putting it in their head. We're, we're perpetuating the rake. We're giving it power. I mean, that, that we was- We shut this podcast down we, immediately. We're done. <laughs> I mean, in the old days, that was the belief with, with demons. It still is the belief yeah. with demons. If you give them a name you and you a talk name, about you them, you give them power. And maybe we're doing that with the with the rake. Now, one could also argue, Bill, that we'll go back to the playground uh, Bigfoot scenario story. That yeah, I read a book about Bigfoot, you know, back in elementary school, and I get all excited about it. I mean, that that's right up my alley, as I know it is yours. I share that, and one of your friends overhears that story. Now they go home, ride the school bus out in the middle of the farm, and all of a sudden, as they're staring at the edge of the woods that lead into the fields they notice a hairy creature standing there. Maybe, for lack of a better term, educating them, opening their mind up. Now they see stuff that's been there the whole yeah. time. Yeah, Just because they weren't looking. Kind of goes back to the innocent, looking through life of the innocent eyes of a child. You know, you don't know that it shouldn't exist. There's not those taboo subjects that we, we don't discuss. But now, I will say, I'm going to kind of pull us out of, out of the dread here. <laughs> Ironically, if you go to the internet right now, you Google search or, or whatever your application is, the rake on the internet, you will most likely find a large group of teenagers to mid 20 year olds with a, a lot of, we'll call Blair Witch style filming. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Smattered with a bunch of mumbo jumbo and over anxious, bad acting chitter chatter. <laughs> there were some of the videos I watched, like, I mean, you're like, okay, this, this looks interesting. It's got these two guys. Of course, it's dark, and they've got their flashlights. Did you hear that? There's something over here. They cross over a ditch, climb a fence, and they're like, dude, there's something behind that tree. I just saw it. It scurried up the tree. Yeah. So they go over, and then you see this kind of what could be a horrible Dollar General Halloween <laughs> outfit guy kind of 
sticking his hand puppet over a branch and they're like, oh my gosh, he's going to get us. He's going to kill us. And they're, you know, almost kill each other trying to get through the barbed wire fence. But for every five or 10 of those you see, there's always one that just seems like a regular dude who got woke up in the middle of the night by some noise and he pans up to the roof. You know, he's like, I thought it something was, I know I heard something on the roof. I heard the scurrying or claws. And you see a thing that might, I mean, you'd have to get a skinny person into some of these yes. costumes. There was one in particular that comes to mind and the guy had heard something out on his back porch. And I think it was, I want to assume it was like California or something. There's a nice big in-ground pool and he gets a ladder literally out of the garage. This is, looks like it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. He puts the ladder up against the, the house and he's crawling up and he's like, no, I just, I got to see what's up here. And somebody's filming him. Well, you know, be careful. Don't fall off the ladder. And as soon as he touches the shingles on the top, this creepy ass thing sticks its head <laughs> around by the, the chimney. I've seen that one. Yeah. And yeah, as you said, there is no human being on this planet that would fit in that Halloween costume outfit. It creeped me out. I, I saw one and, and it's, it's out there. I, I've seen it more than once. So I know it's one of the more common, but it's almost like a, oh, I would call it a snake cam, but you know, the little kind of camera that you run you know, like into a pipe or whatever to, right. to look. And this is like a big storm drain thing. And I don't know if it's on some kind of, you know, remote control vehicle or whatever, but they're running this little camera in and you can see it. And it's, it's got, you know, little, it's got a display on it. So it's recording information and it's going along and you can see rats kind of scurrying around here and there. And it's got water running through to I me. Mean, it's a real nasty looking little hole. Right. And then you can see where there's like a bend in the tunnel. And as it gets close to the bin, you see, this this skinny, <laughs> creepy thing lean out, and it's on night vision, so it's the only reason you can see it is because it's night vision enhanced. But of you just it's see pitch the black dark, the yeah. pinprick eyes, you know. But it kind of peeks out, and then like the camera stops. Like whoever's running the 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 remote is like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> He's and like, then, well, hello there. And then they kind of creep forward a little bit more, and the thing peeks out again, like you know, like oh, oh hey, there's something here, and then it disappears. And then you see the camera start to back up because, <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? In reverse, in reverse. And again, this isn't a, a storm drain. I mean, who who hangs out in a storm drain? Who would want to be hanging out rats? <laughs> I mean, and, and running around in a goofy costume just trying to scare people? Yeah, yeah. And mind you, these, these are video evidence, you know. I stumbled across an interesting website. I think I sent you a link, Phantoms and Monsters, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently it's it's like a blog, and they post like these daily, you know, documented encounters with the strange and unknown i've actually started reading quite a bit on that website now we talk about the rake and these pale humanoid these crawlers you know again if this was a four chain invention why are we still talking about why are we still you know the slender man thing it kind of came and went it burned real bright for a little while there they had web series and they made a movie and then then you had the unfortunate incident with the little girls where they stabbed another girl and blamed it on the, the Slender Man. But the Slender Man's kind of slipped out of the public eye. Yeah, he's faded out. But you still have these reported encounters with the rake. And I've got a few here. Summer 2013, St. Augustine, Florida. Family's driving home late at night, and the mom swerves to avoid a hitchhiker walking down the road. And, you know, these small-town country roads, there's not, you know, much sidewalk, if at all. Right, and they're pretty narrow. Um, now, I think the kid in the back looks back to see if the man is okay, and when he does, he sees this slouched over pale humanoid figure kind of lurking just off the road behind the hitchhiker uh, and had, you know, eye shine on the mm-hmm. eyes like a, like an animal would. 
October 2020. So, now, hold on. He saw it and the hitchhiker? Yeah, it was like off the road kind of lurking behind the hitchhiker. Okay, now what would you do if that was you? Would you stop and help the hitchhiker and be like, hey, dude, you're about to get mauled, or would you just floor it, or? I would like to think that I would stop and, and say, hey, dude. You'd like yeah. to play the good person card. But in reality, if I saw that, I got to be honest. And if I was in the car with my kids. That's a little different. Do you want to yeah, stop? Yeah, it's a little different. You, you don't want to expose them. You know, I don't want to see anybody get killed by like, the rake. Hey, but, sorry, hitchhiker. I got kids. See you later. Good yeah. luck, buddy. Maybe airdrop him some kind of, hey, the rake's behind you. <laughs> Hope he got my text. <clears throat> October 2020, Pelham in Helena, Alabama. Uh, a young man is relaxing with his girlfriend late one night. Decides he's going to go out and get a cigarette. When he hears a woman's voice yell, someone help me. So the voice is coming from across the road. There's a small patch of woods over there. So he's, you know, obviously he wants to help if he can. So he's kind of in a housing development, this little, you know, bordered up against this, these woods. So he starts walking down the road a little bit, gets closer to the forest, trying to figure out where this voice is coming from. Every time he gets close to it, it seems to move further and further away. It's pulling him further and further from the safety of his home. And he just keeps getting further and further away from home. So finally, he's like, okay, somebody's messing with me. He turns around, he starts going home, and he hears this voice from the woods again. Hey, somebody help me. And he, he can, at this point in time, he hears something. Something's moving through the trees. And he looks over, and he sees a shape. He describes it as human-like, uh, low to the ground, very pale, and it's kind of crawling through the underbrush. Then, as he gets closer to his house, the voice begins to scream, why aren't you helping me? Over and over and over. <laughs> And then, like, as he's getting to his driveway, whatever it is starts to growl. And at this point, of course, he sprints up the driveway to get in the house. You don't want to mess with with something that's out there getting ready to attack you like that. Uh, August 14th, 2021, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Two friends are fishing in a park. Uh, They decide to leave as it starts getting dark, and they see what they think is a pair of fireflies. You know, you don't think much about that. But they don't go away. They don't blink off. And they stay the same distance apart no matter what. So they, they figure out that this is, you this know, is this not is eye shine. Yeah. This yeah. is eye shine. Uh, so they, uh, you know, shine a flashlight over there to illuminate whatever this is. And they, they, they light up a very pale, skinny humanoid. They, they yell, you know, obviously, oh, holy crap. And they, they, they try to scare it away. Well, as it leaves, it yells back at them using the same voice that Ooh, they use. That's a nice touch. Uh, now they did talk about it with friends later on and their friends told them that, you know, the people of native American heritage said skinwalker. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, yeah. descriptions of the rake do resemble skinwalker descriptions. December 30th, 2021, Leesburg, Virginia motion sensor camera comes on. Lights are activated outside of the home. And I've seen the pictures on this one. One clip shows a very, very thin arm with strange fingers just at the edge of the frame, kind of pulling out of view. So it's like the, like the motion camera, at, you know, activated just a split second too late as it left frame. And, and I've seen the picture. It's, it's kind of fuzzy, kind of hazy, but you know, it, it is a weird looking hand. Now, I saw one similar to this and I believe it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to say it was about 2020. Uh, it was the driveway and it was in between a, a big jacked up black pickup and a car. And again, motion light sensor camera kicked on and there was this creature and it definitely looks staged. I was, I mean, it was like front and center, center stage, but imagine uh, a small child, probably about the age of seven. I mean, just skin and bones, but arched back belly button to the sky <laughs> walking, 
you know, kind of backwards on all fours. Ugh. I don't know. It kind of looked like a small Ethiopian child walking <laughs> reversed. It, it was pretty creepy, but it stopped and kind of like went over to the car and then kind of went over by the truck. And then it just kind of disappears off to the side. And of course, you know, they were like, Ooh, we caught the, you know, we caught the, the rake. <laughs> I didn't see any claws or anything, but it was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to go out in that neighborhood. So I got one last, you know, recent December 31st, 2021. And, uh, I may, I may get the name here wrong, but Ruin, France, a, uh, young lady was walking home from a new year's Eve party. She, she followed, it was, she's following a path through a park that went through a small section of forest. And up ahead, she saw someone sitting on a park bench. So she approached. She noticed this person was very tall, very pale, clearly not human. And so obviously she's unnerved by this. So she doesn't stop. Like she just like walks right on by, keeps on walking. She gets about, in her words, 100 meters away from the forest. And she hears a whistle as if someone is, is trying to beckon her into the forest. So again, similar to that, hey, why aren't you helping me? Mm-hmm. You know, someone trying to lure her off the path, which she, of course, you know, ignored, made a beeline for the house and just said the heck with it. So, you know, the rake here again, did we create it? You know, because it, again, you know, a 4chan, a, a creation of the internet, but people still claim to see it all the time. And like I said, the internet, you know, YouTube is populated with videos of the thing. We, we're at a ripe age of, of, as you mentioned, like in France, I mean, again, you, you go back even 50 years, much less a hundred years, the, the fact to tell a story in the Americas to get to France, I mean, weeks, if not months, and now it's like seconds. And so, yeah, are we creating a mysterious silent stalker and by, with the internet, are we keeping it alive and, and growing, making it stronger and stronger? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's very plausible. Well, we hope that you enjoyed uh, this tale of the rake. Is it a new creature? Is it an old creature? Is it one we simply imagine? Is it one we're giving power to? The verdict's still out. We'll let you be the judge. But thanks for listening to another episode of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. We'd like to give a shout out to our first uh, paying sponsor, Raven's Loft. That's our family shop here located in uh, London, Missouri. It's your one-stop gaming, vintage toy, and collectible shop where you can find Star Wars, Transformers, G.I. Joe, comics, vinyl records, role-play gaming, Magic the Gathering, and so much more. We're located here at 223 West Commercial, downtown Lebanon, and also in our second location, uh, also here in Lebanon, at the Heartland Antique Mall. We'd like to thank Ravensloft for, again, supporting Nightmares on the Lost Highway. I want to take a time to thank the people that helped bring this all together. Uh, Alex Tudor, you can almost call him our producer at this point. Sarah Tudor, who also helps with some of the technical stuff. I want to take a moment to extend thanks to Eric for letting us use his space to record in kind of our makeshift studio. I, in turn, would like to thank Bill for, one, putting up with me and uh, (laughs) using this camaraderie to do something we both very much love and enjoy doing. And thank Bill's family for allowing him to spend all the time to work and clean up our recordings and present them in what uh, you hear in the final uh, terms, uh, the final edition, if you will. Um, and I'd like to thank all of you for continuing to, to listen. I know we've got some loyal followers out there. We do this as a labor of love, but we're, we're happy that there are people that enjoy it as, hopefully as much as we do. Thank you very much.